what's good fam it's tuesdays with tawana what is going on good to be in the building on today representing i am dr tad your host and your curator for tuesdays with tawana so grateful to be here grateful to be in this place grateful to have you with me i am had a little bit of technical difficulties but we are in the building and we're ready to get it rocking uh for those of you who are joining us for the first time welcome to tuesdays with tawana i am your host and your curator for tuesdays with tawana every tuesday two o'clock right here on Facebook Live, and you can always catch recordings, and you'll be able to catch this later on on uh, your various podcast platforms. So today we're going to talk about I'm rooting for everybody black. Am I really? Uh, so I would love to insert your voice into this narrative, just pop questions, comments, thoughts. This is this is a free space for us to come together and build community one episode at a time. Um, so just pop what you want in the chat and uh, appropriate, of course. <laughs> and I will insert it into this narrative because this is not about me talking for 30 minutes. It is about us building community. Oh, who do I see in the building but the one and only Jackie Squeaky Barber is in the building on today. Thank you so much for joining, sis. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, just a few public service announcements. Uh, don't forget to go on to the Dr. Tad, T-H-E-D-R-T-A-D as in David.com so that you can sign up. Um, you can sign up for... Uh, you know, newsletters and information that's going on in my world. Also, go on to soultosoulsisters.org, S-O-U-L, the number two, S-O-U-L, sisters.org, and sign up for their newsletter there. Because if you didn't sign up for the newsletter, then you missed the grand announcement that I am back. I was not only the co-founder of this organization, but I am now serving as the executive director of an amazing badass team of beautiful black women, femmes and thems. So sign up for the newsletter. You'll get, uh, well, or just sign up for our listserv so that you can get information, whether we are um, speaking out against Tyree Nichols or Roe versus Wade or sending you beautiful things about what we're doing in community in in Denver Metro and beyond we do do, do, do blah, 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 blah. we do things on a local level and a national level so definitely um, sign up for those to the drtad.com and soul to soul sisters.org hey what's going on to my beautiful niece Tamika who is in the building hey hey Christina Reed is in the building. I just love y'all. Listen, I made a post on yesterday um, stating that uh, I, I, I was not good. Like, I, I just said I am not good. I lost um, someone who is very near and dear to me on this side of the 
world this side of life what's up angela in the building i got two pink sisters three pink sisters in the building if we include mother carolyn who is in the building today who made it to TWT and I am so grateful. Yes, I'm having fun with the glasses and the red lipstick to match the red heart because I'm always representing black. I love being a black woman. This comes from Melanated, a black owned company. And of course the earrings from Hoop Mob, black owned company. I try to support black, black, black as much as I can. And, and if I can't, it's because it's not out there and I need y'all creatives to put it out there and make it happen and create it so I can buy it. Yes, I'm having some shopping um, issues, but that's for a different episode. So good afternoon, Mother Carolyn, always great to see you in the building. Uh, Odessa Rogers is here, uh, my dear friend from GA. Um, so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. Yeah, so listen, 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 listen. Linda, listen. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today and I definitely look forward to your input and your feedback uh, because yeah, there's a lot going on and whew. But let me back up for a minute because I was about to say um, I made a post on yesterday saying I am not good, broken heart, grief, and um, lost a dear friend who fought so hard to live, so hard to live for others, so hard to be um, a blessing to others. She, she loved God. She loved God's people. She, she loved me. Her and I shared a special relationship that I don't even think people even understand or can even fathom the special relationship that we had. She's a young sister um, and, and died peacefully. And um, yesterday I was not good. I was not good because I, I have this thing with God, like God, I and it's, it's wrong. It's just dead ass wrong, but I'm just gonna say it because you know we just speak freely here, God already knows I'm thinking it, so let me put it out there so I can repent and do better. But there's a whole lot of people, I could give you a list of people <laughs> that you can take along with you. And it's a joke, it's a joke. Let's not get too serious. But, um, but it was time for uh, my beloved to rest and she is now resting. I am sure of that because you probably would never I probably would I probably would come close but would never meet someone with such a kind and beautiful heart and spirit and she would always say like you know people call me Reverend T, Reverend Tawana this is even before Dr. Tad and she was like she when she get a little bass in her voice you know she's serious she was like you my Reverend Davis my Reverend Davis that that's all she used to say and um yeah making sure she made her claim that that i was her people she was my people she called me her shiro i called her my shiro and we would go back and forth um but i just wanted to name that um stating that when i posted i i am not okay you know social media as much as i love it i hate it and i posted that with very clear intention because you know this strong black woman trope that, that the world has placed upon our shoulders, claiming us to be this, this 
resilient pillar of strength, which we are, but not according to white supremacy, capitalist, white power, individualistic definitions. My power comes through my strength and my weakness, through my joy and my pain, through my tears and my laughter. That's what makes me a strong woman. So when I posted what I posted, I posted it with intention and I appreciate the prayers. I did post it for prayers because I needed prayer because I was done. I was hurt, I was sad, I was angry. I had all the feels yesterday, stayed in my bed, didn't want to get out of my bed. And a dear friend called me and said, you know what, but don't beat yourself up because you probably needed the rest and you needed to rest in. So start thinking about the good things about your beloved. Think about the laughters that you shared. Think about the challenging times when she was in ICU and I would go and see her and she would just do like this because she couldn't speak because she was on a, a ventilator and she would just put her hands together to asking me to pray for her and I would hold her hand and just pray for her and then her eyes would just smile and and or she would call me and be like, you know, Reverend Davis, can you sing? You thought I was worth saving? And I would either sing it for her or record it for her and send it. To, it's just all these little nuggets that I just started thinking about how Mama Lovey came into her life and into our lives and just blessed us and, and, and showed us so much love. Um, so yeah, so, so rest in peace. Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm not alluding to, to um, I'm not playing this game of not mentioning her name. Most of the, some of the people in the Denver area know this person, but I have not talked, I spoke to her sister once and I need permission from the family to really, to talk about this and to post. And I wish more people knew of social media etiquette because there were some people that found out about her death on social media. And that is not a way to find out that your loved one has died. And I wish that people would stop trying to do this, um, you know, uh, this Olympic, uh, competition like I gotta post first because I meant more to her or him or them um, I, I need to let everybody know that I'm hurting and I need to let everybody know and I need to post this picture that is trauma 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 porn we, we, we hear that term a lot but it really it really causes a lot of trauma and 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 hits a lot of layers of trauma because death and loss and grief also reminds us of how mortal we are, and especially those of us, me, who is diagnosed with a terminal illness, terminal meaning I am at the top stage of cancer, not that I'm going to, well, whatever God has planned, but right now I don't have any plans on dying anytime soon, but terminal cancer, me, terminal cancer means that it's the last stage. So I have this terminal disease and it also reminds me of my mortality. It reminds me that tomorrow is not promised to us. It reminds me that even in the midst of pain and sorrow and loss that I'm a woman of faith and God promised to never leave me nor forsake me. So when it is my time, it is my time and I need to make sure that my affairs are in order and that people know that I love them. So I'll end a phone call with I love you or I'll pick up the phone if I'm thinking about you. All of that comes into play when you lose a loved one and then a simple post and a press of a button can really, really destroy 
cause harm, cause hurt to the person who is grieving and who didn't know and who had a special relationship. You are not, I am not the only one that had a special relationship with this beloved um, and, and honoring the family. Let the family do the posting. Let the family kind of drive that narrative because they're grieving possibly even more family or family, grieving more than someone who you know, knew her from a public setting or a church setting or, you know, whatever. So anyway, I wish we would learn Facebook or social media etiquette. It is harmful when you are being selfish and disrespectful and, and that may not be your intention. We talk about intention and impact and I'm just calling you in. Your intentions may have been great, but your impact sucked. It just sucked. So... I'm calling you in, Black Beloveds, right? Because our theme for today, our topic for today, our topic of discussion for today is I'm rooting for everybody Black. Of course I want everybody Black to succeed. Of course I want everybody Black to have um, all the things that were taken away from us, whether it was through redlining or creating impoverished communities and projects and, and keeping us from l buying houses and keeping us from generational wealth and, and demeaning and degrading and dehumanizing us because of the color of our skin. And I use the word black as a socio-political word, meaning black as in the black diaspora, those who were indigenous to the continent of Africa and, and was taken and had to come uh, forcibly to the United States. I don't particularly use the word African-American because it centers American and I need to center my blackness and, and center the Africanness and the African diaspora. I did not choose to come here. My ancestors did not choose to come here. So when I talk about African-American, I am also um, excluding those who are not in America because we have Afro-Brazilian, we have those in the Caribbean, we have those we all over the place. Because if you look at the ports where we were all dropped off, right? It's all across the, the, the world. So we have this, this Africanness in us that is spread out throughout the diaspora, but leave it to America to always think that they are number one. It's all about them. It's all about whiteness. It's all about, you know, African American. You gotta be American. You gotta be a patriot. I don't have to be any of those things, but black with my socio-political self, with my um, inclusivity, with my community building, with my divinity. That's why I call it black. And black can be from the chocolate color of my skin to a mocha, to a vanilla bean, whatever. All the various colors of this melanated skin that I have, we are black and it's called, and I call it forth because it's inclusive. It includes my Caribbean beloveds. It includes my Puerto Rican beloveds. It includes my Cuban beloveds. It includes, and it go, the list goes on and on and on. So when I talk about rooting for everybody black, I am talking about those who are indigenous to the continent of Africa. Those that have come over this way, not by choice, but by force. And when I do that, I include everybody, hence building community, because we already have people pitting us against each other. Africans don't like African Americans. Um, African Americans are elitist, or they think, and 
and we're far from it. Do we have some African Americans who act just that centered in whiteness and white thought and white prowess and white supremacy culture? Absolutely. This is why when I say I am rooting for everybody black, I pause and it's like, am I really? <laughs> I'm not rooting for Ben Carson who didn't do a darn thing for housing and whether it was public housing or for the houseless. I am not rooting for Candace who set, wears a shirt that jokes all white lives matter. They, they've always been at the forefront. So why do I need to even profess or purport that white lives matter when white lives is what's killing us every day? And it is a mindset. I talk about this all the time where I do not talk about these blanket statements where all black people are this or all white people are that. It is a mindset. And I used to say, and I'm still learning, so y'all walk with me on this comment that I'm about to make. Y'all, y'all just, just walk with me for a moment. Um, oh, <laughs> excuse me. Yes, Mother Carolyn's talking about my shirt. I have to get you a shirt. I'll send you the link. I think it's called Melanated. I don't think it's Power in Black Tees. I think it's it's Melanated. Um, oh, Sharnissa is on. Hi, Sharnissa. Oh, yes, she did. Talking about our beloved. She was loved. She was loved. She was truly, truly loved. So, so when I talk about, you know, not using this blanket statement, right? And and I used to say, and, and I still say it because I'm still wrestling with this, that uh, black people can't be racist. I think that that's still a fair statement because we don't, I, I don't want to insert that into this narrative because white people will run with it. Like you see how they ran with CRT that doesn't even exist in elementary, middle school, high school. It is a college course specifically for a particular major and group of folk, group of beloveds. And they ran with it and created this whole narrative. You got this idiot in Florida talking about we're banning all African-American history because, dude, you are just ashamed because you're a white man and you want to hold on to your power and you want to erase black culture so that you can continue to have this false sense of power that you have and you want to um, uplift white whiteness because you are a white supremacist, you are a, a white capitalist, you are someone who is um, oppressive and disrespectful and dehumanizing and fuck you. That's what I'm gonna say about that. So anyway, so when we talk about black people being racist, if you're talking about a mindset, so when you look at someone like a Clarence Thomas who votes on uh, taking away the rights, the women's rights to their bodies, or you talk about, well, it's women's bodies today, it's going to be marriage equality tomorrow, that is white. That is trying to preserve this, this, this false uh, uh, creation of this perfect white family, uh, a certain economic status, a certain uh, composition, mother, father, children, dog, white picket fence, 
white collar work, blah, blah, blah. So you want to preserve that even as a black man which you're and you're married to a white woman, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just something wrong with them. So you, you, you insert that into a narrative um, that is very white. Um, let's talk about the five police officers. The five police officers that beat Tyree Nichols to death have a white mentality. They thought that they were able to just pull this person over and we're finding out, I don't know if it's true, so I didn't do any fact finding, um, so I'm not going to stay here too long, but that one of the police officers, um, Tyree was dating his ex-girlfriend and they have a child together. Don't know if it's a rumor, didn't fact, fact find, saw it on Instagram. If it came from like the root or something, then I would feel secure about talking about it, but I don't even know where it came from. But anyway, but so much, and I did not watch the video because I needed to preserve my peace. I um, don't ascribe to trauma porn. I needed to, um, he's dead. He's gone. Another mother is a part of a club that she did not sign up for. Like, I am a part of a club that I did not sign up for as a metastatic breast cancer survivor when 41% of black women are dying as, as compared to white women. So there are some clubs that we just don't sign up for, and that is the mothers and fathers who have lost a child due to heinous violence or even, to take it further, police violence and police brutality. So they beat this man to death and then had the nerve to talk about it and brag about it. And they didn't give a shit that there's body cams and videotape and all that other stuff because my, my brother is not able to be on today, but he texted me, we were talking about it and he texted me and he said, please mention how blue sees black, how those in blue see black people. And we've talked about this. I mean, we've done 105 episodes. I don't remember them all, but I do remember us talking about how in training, for police, uh, police training that they tend to use um, black and brown bodies as target practice. The pictures, the you know, um, uh, the the impoverished areas. So they automatically just plant this seed that that the, the folk in front of them are less than and are a threat just by their mere presence and here this beautiful Tyree Nichols who loved to skateboard who loved art who loved to love who loved to bring love to other people um you saw this 140 pound person as a threat and you felt that you could just do what you did to this beloved soul and and his mother I was watching the view y'all know I watch the view every day 11 to 12 don't call me don't bother me um when yesterday when Mrs. Vaughn was talking, she said she, they asked her a question, something about what would his legacy be? And his legacy, she said, he is like a black messiah. Like he lived his life and exemplified, he wasn't perfect, right? He led his life and he was crucified, lynched, murdered. And now it's up to us to take that and to 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 
uh, fight for righteousness and to make some necessary changes. So it's not good enough. And we keep having this damn conversation every time someone is killed. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. And then it kind of falls to the wayside. And then we don't say or do anything until the next black or brown beloved is killed. So when I call forth on community, what are we going to do to come together as the black diaspora to ensure that um, laws are passed and um, the whole and, and remember, and this is another reason why DeSantis wants to get rid of black history, because the history of police is heinous. The history of this country is heinous. The history of the white men that wrote the, the, the letters and the constitutions and the amendments, all of that was not meant to include us. So we have some big changes to make in the structure of these disunited states. And how do we do it and where do we begin? And we talk about language and we talk about inserting language so that it's a language that is now empowering and, and encouraging and, and strengthening so that we can move forward and to make these changes, whether it's through our vote, whether it's running for office, whether it's going against the status quo, whether it's meeting the needs of those who are um, on the margins, who those who uh, don't have the uh, academic acumen to, to do and defend and fight and advocate for themselves. We've talked about that as well. I had to be taught um, to, to advocate for myself as a breast cancer survivor. It was new to me. I, I, my, my mom had multiple myeloma, which is a form of cancer, but breast cancer takes on a whole different life in and of itself. And I have metastatic breast cancer. So I had to learn about metastatic breast cancer, reach out to my, my tribe, Mother Carolyn, Tammy Denise, Rochelle Fry Skinner, Jackie Squeaky Barber, you know, the, the list goes on. And I had to call out to them to say, what do I do? How do I preserve my energy? How do I preserve my peace? How do I live and not die at the hands of systemic systemic ills of inadequate health care or um, disproportionate health care, right? So this case, we have an opportunity to learn and then we have an opportunity to do because we want to be well inform informed before we just go out and do. When we protest, we need to have a level of intention because I, I do agree with protest because it does bring attention to the challenges and the plights that are happening to those of us in the black diaspora. But then what next? So no, I'm not rooting for everybody black because everybody black is not for me. Everybody black is not willing to get into the trenches to lift as we climb. Not everybody black, just because we share the same skin, all skin folk and kin folk. So if you were raised in this elitist way with a white supremacist uh, ideology and white power and individualism and power and control and power over, you are not my people. My people, my people build community. My people are divine. My people create um, an essence of, of grace and mercy and love and justice and transformation and, and peace and fire and smoke like you don't want none of this smoke that's going to be our topic 
for next week. Um, you don't want none of this smoke. Y'all not ready, which is why, you know, we're not only dealing with the problem with, with whiteness in, in police systems, but we're all it trickles down into the mass incarceration and new Jim Crow. This is why most of us are incarcerated. And how do these clowns get out on bail? And we got people in jail for marijuana that's now legal that's still sitting in jail because they couldn't make a $500 bond. It's no mistake. All of this is intentional. It is intentional. So I'm not rooting for everybody black, but I will root for those who are down for the cause. I will root for those who are down for black people, regardless of where they're from, how they speak, what, what, what they're about. That, that, that's what I'm down for. I'm down for that cause. I'm down for, as Mother Carolyn had to call me in um, and talk about this unconditional positive regard. Yes, I have an unconditional positive regard for those who, who, who are in the struggle because of these marginalized and oppressive systems. And I can't want it more for you than you want it for yourself. So being able to bring you to a point that you want it as well. You want it just as bad as I want it for you so that we might be able to build together and to grow together and to dismantle these systems. There's no fixing these systems because these systems weren't designed for us to begin with. These systems were created to keep us at bay, if you will, to keep us oppressed, to keep us marginalized, to keep us in a dehumanized state, to keep us in a space where where we are just less than. Hey, what's going on, my beloved friend? The DJ is in the building. Blessings to you, my beloved, as well. So anyway, as we begin to close this moment, this episode together, as we build one episode at a time, we really I, I encourage you. I implore you to think about what it is that we are going to do collectively to begin to make change happen, to be the change that we want to see, to make sure that we call out and call in those people that continue to harm us, to continue to cause trauma, to continue to make assumptions and judgments about me that is causing me and my people to lose my life. If you are not okay, I am not okay. That's Ubuntu. If you are struggling, then I am struggling. No matter what type of job I have, where I live, or whatever, if we all not succeeding together, then we are not succeeding. It's not happening. And that's the mindset that we need to have because America, <laughs> America will have us divide and conquer. And that's what they are trying to do day in and day out. Whether it's the blue wall of sil silence or the way the blue sees black people as a threat or the way our politicians, our white politicians are trying to erase us because they are ashamed. They're projecting their shit on us. They are ashamed of what their, their forefathers and mothers and foreparents did. They are ashamed of what they're doing right now, but they won't admit it because their power and control and their egos won't let them, uh, won't allow them to do it. And even if they're not ashamed, then they're afraid that somebody's gonna call them out and cause that shame and guilt to happen. So just ignore it, 
go the other way. Don't think about it. Don't entertain it. It'll just disappear because I got the power. I got the control. I am the governor. I am the mayor. I am the president. I am the head of the NRA. I am, you know, on the Supreme Court. I, I, I have the power, this false sense of power, because guess what? You have no power without us. No power without us. So I'm rooting for those black folk who are on this feed. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for those who are out there in these streets making sure that we are honored and that our voices are heard. Oh, uh, Reverend, the Moors in Spain. Let's talk about the Moors. Listen, I have this book right here. This is like right next to the shack and other books that i absolutely love rest is resistance she talks about the moors we have examples it's not that we have to create this from scratch we have examples of people that honored who they were and how they show up in the world and took back what was theirs and built communities and listen we don't have to start from scratch beloved we can learn, we can do, have a Sankofa moment. We can reach back, go back and fetch it. Go back and fetch it and bring forth that which is going to build community and give us life. So to all those, <laughs> to those, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. To those who ascribe to white supremacy culture and whiteness and, and white power, um, I say to you, we coming. And you don't want none of this smoke. You really don't. Because we coming. We are too divine and too beautiful and too amazing and, and, and just all the things to let you, let you, because that's what's been happening. We have created spaces for you to take control and no more, no more. Yes, Christina, absolutely, absolutely. So beloved, this is our time. This is Tuesdays with Tawana with Dr. Tad. Every Tuesday at two o'clock, we chop it up, we, you know, insert your voice into this narrative because we are building community one episode at a time and it's about dismantling these systems that did not have us in mind when it was created and it, they still don't have us in mind so it's time to dismantle some shit and to rebuild so that we might move forward and be the community that the that that the divine has called us to be. I love y'all dearly. Please continue to pray for my beloved's family. And as soon as I get permission um, to share her information, I will. Um, yeah, just pray, pray for the family. You know, prayer um, goes beyond words and names because God knows. So if you would be so kind to pray for the family Pray for those who loved her dearly and love her dearly. 
pray for Tyree Nichols and his parents and their family and what they are about to embark on. Pray for the bullshit of how the five officers were arrested and now they put the white officer on administrative leave, paid administrative leave, and he was the one who tased him. Um, the other first responders who did not um, render aid, everybody got to go down. So we got to continue to speak his name and speak life and make sure these people are held accountable for what they have done to this beloved. We're still waiting for justice for so many. I can't even keep up. You know, we still got to speak the name of Breonna Taylor. We still, it's just so many, so many. Um, we're, we're still fighting for, you know, justice and legislation for, you know, Sandra Bland to keep her memory alive. Um, it's just too many so let us hold space for each other because this is don't let the trauma porn get you you know if you need to watch the video watch it Some, and, and encourage your white friends your white <laughs> your white friends whether it's white mentality to watch the video um, but protect your peace and until next week, take care of you, get some rest, drink water, love on black women. <laughs> and I'll see you next Tuesday. I love y'all dearly. And I thank you for hanging with me and creating this platform so that we can insert our voice into a narrative that is often silenced and ignored. But they can't silence us. They can't ignore us because we coming, we coming for sure. I love y'all, have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Be blessed and prayerfully, as Eric taught me, inshallah, I'll see you next Tuesday. And I'm out, later.